Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. This is Matt Zapala, your host and creator of Euphoria Health and Active Living, your go-to hub for all information on movement, sustainability, and plant-based nutrition. My main goal is to generate happiness, and I couldn't think of a more fitting word to represent my brand than Euphoria. Join me as I dive into raw conversation with qualified professionals, athletes, influential individuals, and many more. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. This week on the podcast, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with the Bucketless Bandit, or formerly known as Jason Lim. Jason's outlook on life is incredible, and his experience of traveling have shaped him into the person he is today. This episode was a real eye-opener for me, and I'm sure you'll feel the same. In the episode, we cover Jason's brave decision to sell all of his belongings and buy a one-way ticket overseas, travel tips for you guys and how it's way more valuable than materialistic things, Jason's ability to connect with his inner self, and tips on how you can let go and live life with no regrets. We also touch on what Jason is doing with Zala Crystals and how to see the beauty in imperfection as well as the importance of keeping a bucket list and how you can start one. When Jason talks, people listen, and he has a nature that's very calming and was a joy to chat with. That's all from me now, guys. Enjoy the show. Jason, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Maddie. Awesome to have you, buddy. Thanks for making some time. Just to paint the picture for you guys, I've just had an awesome massage from Jason using the Theragun, is it called? Yes, that's the one. On my traps, so definitely well relaxed and ready for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jace, talk to us before we get into it. What? Why are you known as the Bucket List Bandit? The Bucket List Bandit. So, I do have this bucket list that I uh, created and I've always been inspired to do a lot of things that um, I've wanted to tick off and that ranges from pl- places to go and things to learn. And I just kind of, kind of made it my like life to slowly tick them off. And I guess the bandit in me is more of the rebellious side and uh, not, not following the traditional system and going against the grain and just, yeah, doing what I, what I please. I love it. And I know you personally, Jason, and your, your story is quite intriguing and we'll touch on that later on. But let's start, what was life like for you growing up? Growing up, hmm, interesting. Um, I can say I was a very insecure kid uh, growing up. I always wanted to, you know, stay between the lines and make sure I wasn't like falling out of place so I didn't get teased. And, you know, growing up, I had this idea that I was gonna do well in school and I actually didn't really like school and it was funny because I've got two brothers one older and one younger my older brother got 97 on his enter score and my little brother got 96 on his enter score and I got 46 now (laughs) after that I was kind of like a bit I don't know embarrassed but then I soon learned that I guess studying wasn't my path and I was more of a creative and just kind of embracing that along the time and just, yeah, I guess everyone's different. So for me, yeah, not really being too hardened about what kind of score I got for, you know, BCE. For sure. And I think that's a big problem with education nowadays that we're testing uh, students in the same area by the same circumstances when they're all 
different and they all have diff- excelling different things. So that's made it quite evident there. Where did you go to school, Jase? Um, Downs College. Okay, cool. And from there, you realized, soon realised that school wasn't for you. So what path did you go down after school? Well, straight after high school, I'd done um, a TAFE course in multimedia. Okay. So um, I started an IT course, but I just dropped out of that. That wasn't really interesting me at all. Yeah. And I'd done multimedia, um, but I spent most part of it just messing around and not paying attention and just scraping by getting people to really help me with my projects. Yeah. I uh, really didn't take it seriously and I feel like all those years of studying from primary school to high school, I didn't actually have a break and I feel like a lot of people just jump straight into something, a uni course because you know they don't want to fall behind the pack because they're going to be one year behind but I really feel the best thing people can do is maybe just take a gap year, sure. take a break, maybe go find some passion and do some traveling or whatnot because I know when growing up, you don't know what you want at such a young age. And there's a lot of like misconception where people like have to know what they want. And if they don't, then they're a lost soul. But we're only young. We're only discovering life at that age. And I feel like trying new different things is the best thing you can do. I couldn't agree more. Talk to us more about your photography after your media. Sorry, after after that course, did you go into start your own business? What did you do with that? So I've always been a big fan of YouTube. Um, I've always loved documenting things. Ever since my dad got one of the first digital cameras, I've always kind of just like loved picking it up and putting videos together at a very young age. And the multimedia course I did touched very little on. Um, video side of things so I kind of just like self-taught myself and I feel like that's the best way to learn so you learn what you want to do and you kind of just like explore that way and then after a little while of practicing I'm like hey I actually think like this could be potential career path and I am really enjoying it so we'll see where it goes so I hopped in with one of my uh, business partner at the time and then we started shooting weddings and then like started getting other jobs and I just love creating content and storytelling and just like being able to make my own content and yeah, I've continued it ever since. Awesome and photography is such a big passion for you now. I know you're definitely doing amazing things and the content you're producing is, is unreal. Talk to us about what you were doing for work. I have been through absolutely every single type of job. I've been, I've worked so many different jobs in my time. Like just to run it through for you, like my first job was at Hungry Jacks, then I worked at Safeway, then I went into warehouse, then I was working for a printing company. I was an Uber driver. I was a security guard. I've I've done heaps <laughs> of shit and like men of many trades. <laughs> and what I pretty much learned from all of them was. I didn't want to go back to them because I wouldn't have left them if I really wanted to stay there. And they all taught me different things, but um, in the end, like I feel like if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then it's just not going to last. And to be doing something for the rest of your life that you don't enjoy, I don't think that is how we should live our life. For sure. Um, I'm a massive advocate for that as well. And then along with those things, you also had a stint trying to climb the corporate ladder, I believe. Yeah, so I had this opportunity come up where I was pretty much come back after a mini trip and I had um, no job at the time. And I remember, yeah, getting a job in a, in a corporate environment doing selling health insurance. 
and that was the first time working properly full time and um, yeah, just being in an environment and there was pluses and negatives to it. Like this was the first time I had regular income coming in and it was decent money with commissions and things like that. But at the same time, it was kind of soul sucking at the same time because like just the environment itself being like in a little cubicle office was just not a healthy environment and when you're sitting down most of the time and not really moving your body it just kind of gets detrimental over the time and I don't really like to make excuses but I really didn't have time for myself because like you work kind of nine to five hours which is what, eight hours a day eight nine hours but the commute itself is one hour up and back via train so I was finding when I used to get home from work, I used to be exhausted. So I would like have literally like two or three hours before I would go to bed. And in that two, three hours, I just wouldn't want to do anything really. I just want to go home and relax and watch a TV show instead of going to the gym. And just like I see people fall victim into that trap and just like it's a hard cycle to get out of if you're not mentally strong and physically strong. But that kind of you know job kind of does that to you for sure so it's yeah it's a tough one i couldn't i couldn't agree with that more jace and these days we live such a predominantly sedentary lifestyle like we get up out of bed we drive into work or we sit down on the train and then we sit down from nine to five we drive home again and then we sit down on the couch to watch tv afterwards so our our lifestyles are predominantly sedentary and they're causing a lot of health problems and mental health issues further down the track, which research is starting to come out now about that. So you mentioned that you fell into that trap. When did you find yoga? Was that sort of the, the turning point for you to start moving your body more? Well, I've always been kind of a big gym junkie and um, I really knew that I struggled in that kind of like slowing down and just even my flexibility was really bad. And one of my friends kind of really introduced me to it and I kind of gave it a shot. But at the beginning, it's a bit hard to like, it's a bit intimidating, I'd feel like walking into a yoga class and everyone's doing all these amazing postures and you can't even bloody, you know, touch your toes or get even close to it or something like that. And then after a while, I kind of just like, I was doing a lot more research and attending more classes and slowly just kind of like working on the areas that I was struggling in and after a while I completely just like stuck away from the weights because I feel like my way of training was really I, I, I acquired some injuries from it and then yoga has been a tool for me to actually kind of rehabilitate and strengthen all these areas and when I was traveling overseas um, I went to India and then I was practicing in Rishikesh and with these places and I saw the roots of yoga where it traditionally came from and it's not just the physical practice, the asanas we call it, but it, it's a lifestyle and it's such a beautiful thing to observe and it can really make a tremendous impact on your life if you do a consistent practice and you show up every day and yeah, ever since then I've been just kind of making it my own to commit to it and um, be the best version of myself and one of the best things I've done is just not really comparing myself to other people we're on our own journey we've got our own kind of like life you know it's no point like always wishing you were someone else or hoping that you, you know you, you're doing your own thing and that's what you got to focus on and not other people's stuff 
That's a great point there, Jace. I love what you're doing there and the approach you're taking because it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Everyone's on their own journey. And that's what I'm trying to preach here at Euphoria. Talk to us a little bit more about your yoga journey. Did you start practicing more than I believe you've got your YTT training, your 200-hour yoga training? So So while I was up there, I kind of just like... I was talking to one of the teachers there and I'm like, look, I'm I'm thinking about doing the teacher training. You know, I've got this kind of time slot where I can do it. But I'm just not flexible. This was my mindset back then. I'm, I'm just not flexible and I don't think, you know, I'll be able to do all these things. And he said to me, he's like, this is probably the best time you should do it. Um, and I didn't understand what it meant at the time. But after I finished the course, you know, like I really understood it because, yeah, it's not just all about like, it's, it's more of the understanding of the system and like working towards it instead of like being like able to do all these poses already. And ever since then, like, I can relate to a lot of people because I always say it time and time again, I'm like, oh, you know, come do some yoga. And they say the same thing. They're like, I'm just not flexible and things like that. And I'm still not flexible either, but it's, it's not about being flexible at all, you know. It's just making that commitment to better yourself. And, you know, we're going to work on that flexibility and it's going to come over time. But just, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to be consistent. You have to you know have that kind of like willpower to work towards that and i feel like a lot of people don't have that heart these days as when times get hard they just want to quit and especially flexibility you know like i sitting in some poses like is so like excruciating but in order to get better you have to be able to breathe through those postures and like you know understand that it's not going to be there forever and just like yeah one breath at a time man for sure and that's a great point that you raised there because in my uh, a couple of podcasts ago i was chatting with tyson he was explaining that yoga doesn't have to be on the mat and i think the common misconception is that yoga is just uh stuck on the mat for 45 minutes and you're going through all these foreign poses but if we can adapt it to our everyday lifestyle then that's the way we're going to better ourselves and work towards getting onto the mat yeah Would you agree yeah one of the most underrated things that nobody really talks about and especially western society is our breath our breath is something we do every day every you know every second of the day we're breathing and we're just not connected to it sometimes we're mindlessly breathing and whatnot and i feel like connecting to the breath and becoming mindful and then using that as a tool to like you know relax and when you do get stressed just breathe it out and when you come in any uncomfortable situation your breath can just kind of reset you and make you feel like level-headed again because in you know society here especially in melbourne it's very fast-paced a lot of rushing here and there we get stressed out a lot and we don't have any tools to just kind of like de-stress for sure and i feel like just something as simple as just breathing can do that for you and um yeah, if people like never practice it, then they, ne- they never know what kind of effective tool it is. So, Do you have any tips for the listeners to focus on their breath or a way they can start connecting with their breath? Um, well, attempting meditation is a good way just to kind of give yourself a little bit of time in the day. Um, I know for myself, like it's not easy to sit still when you're first beginning. And a lot of the problem is when you're sitting on the floor cross-legged, it's just not comfortable. It's because we our hips aren't conditioned. So when you're sitting cross-legged, you're not actually able to relax because your mind is so 
busy that you can't even feel the your your hips or your legs because they're going numb because you have no circulation because yeah you haven't really um sat on the floor for ages yeah so just sitting on a chair and just like making yourself comfortable and starting small so like five minutes and just deep mindful breathing and just follow your breath and whenever your mind wanders just bring it back to your breath and starting small don't try and be no yogi for like one hour straight <laughs> meditation straight up. Start small, five yeah. minutes, like anything. It's a practice. It's a skill. You ta- you acquire that over time of training and consistency. It's not going to be like one day you wake up and you're like master meditator or anything like that. And just really making that effort to put in your day, even putting your alarm clock, 15 10 minutes earlier to do something like that can make a huge difference you know what i mean and yeah over time you you find that you're more conscious and you're more aware of the decisions you're making and i feel like that can make a a real positive impact in people's lives to make smarter decisions that are better for their health and instead of like yeah just messing around i love it jace that's a great point that you raised there Heading back into your corporate job, I understand that you quit your job and you sold your belongings to buy a one-way ticket overseas. Talk us through what you what your thought process was there. And- All right. So I've always been a big fan of traveling. Like ever since I traveled for the first time, I just was hooked. That was just another world, um, especially for people that have never left Australia. There's a whole world out there, a whole world of beauty, and there's places with different cultures and foods and everything there is like totally new and i love being in new surroundings because it's exciting you know you don't know what's around the corner there's no familiar faces it's a different language it's just it's just really captivating for me and and that's why i love part being like a photographer as well just to like capture all these moments because it's like you know it's so beautiful so when i was working on the corporate job I kind of like had this idea that I was going to just work here and just save up a bunch of money and travel for as long as I can and get a one-way ticket. So I started working there and I just like saved as much as I could and put as much money as I could away. And then while I was working there, I was only like my game plan was to save enough to travel for one year. And then I was saving and I'm like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's do this, do this and let's sell everything so I don't actually have anything to come back to. And and this concept for me was totally foreign because like I've never done this in my life, nor do I know anyone that's done a similar thing. So I pretty much just like committed to like, I'm going to sell my car, I'm going to sell all my gadgets, like my iPad and all that kind of stuff, anything of worth, all my clothes so like... I went to Camberwell Market and got a stall and just sold all my clothes. And it was not necessarily necessarily for the money because like, you know, I was selling t-shirts and tops and that for two bucks. So it really wasn't going to make a lot of money. But it was more the actual attachment and letting go. So we are quite a materialistic society here. We like to buy things and... Um, that's our kind of comfort so cars and clothes and gadgets and all this kind of things yeah and that was the first time i actually let go of everything 
so coming up to when I saved um, the money that I wanted to, I was going from one year to traveling for two years. And then I put in my resignation for work and then it was pretty much the countdown. And by that stage, I sold my card, sold pretty much everything that I had. And I literally just had a backpack, two backpacks, some of my camera gear and just clothes and just the necessities. Wow. And that was it. Just like I bought a one-way ticket to Thailand to start off with. And whatever happened next was going to happen. I didn't know. And I was nervous i wasn't scared because i'd be more scared if i didn't if i wondered my whole life of i wanted to do it but i never done it i would would be scared of regret yeah but this was more exciting because i knew that i was going to be on this journey that i didn't know was going to happen and i'm more for a good adventure like i always was a big fan of movies and when i watch people that are like doing these like amazing things i'm like hey your life can just be like that. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. And I'm like a big, big advocate of just like trying it and you know, seeing where it takes you. And I remember in the first week, like when I went, when I got there, I was still in disbelief because I was like, holy shit, like this is real. I, this is real. <laughs> this is real. And there's one feeling that I felt. It was the feeling of total freedom and detachment and not many people i would say a very 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 small percentage of people have ever felt this feeling of being away abroad and not having anything that's tying them down back in melbourne or wherever they're coming from so i had no phone contracts left to pay i had nothing left to pay it was literally just like i don't actually have to go back and that freedom of just being not controlled by anything is a beautiful feeling. Like it's the most liberating feeling ever. And when you see people with mortgages at such a young age and all this kind of like contracts or something that's restricting them, they're not actually able to do that. And I know a lot of people, they definitely want to do that or try out, but they've actually buried themselves in such a young age, it makes it very hard for them. To, it's not impossible, but it makes it much harder. And what I learned during that trip is things that I just can't put in words. Like I saw some stuff, I experienced some things, I met some people. I came back on a new perspective of life. And anyone that's like considering doing it, or anyone that's ever done it, you will never, ever, ever hear. I regret doing that thing because there's no regret in that like you're gonna come back so much wiser so much more knowledgeable you're gonna have more direction it might take you a little bit at the start but you will get you will find your feet and it'll completely change the person you are and like I feel like a lot of people want to do this but they just don't have that kind of push and that courage and I want people I'm gonna start making more content as well and just how many reasons there are for you to do this and try it and there's like there's nothing to lose you actually have nothing to lose yeah and yeah no it was it was like yeah definitely life-changing and like now that i've done it before i can easily do it again it's just that first time i know it's scary for a lot of people but once you do it it's like this is like no going back you know 
Amazing. That actually gave me goosebumps there, Chase, listening to that. So do you have any tips for anyone that's thinking about traveling, but without going to any extremes of selling all their stuff, what, what can people do so they yeah. can still feel the same feelings that you felt? Yeah, so the best thing I could recommend is saving up a little bit of money. It doesn't have to be too much. Um, if you live in Australia, um, Asia's nearby and Asia's very cheap. You know, you can go to places like Bali and Thailand and um, surrounding areas. It's not hard to get around there. And a lot of people have this kind of fear of, traveling alone solo traveling they need to be with people or how am i going to beat people and all this kind of stuff trust me you'll be absolutely fine there's going to be a million people you're going to be have plenty of people to choose from so taking that leap and taking maybe just a month or two months out of their life and experiencing that and don't have any plans just literally book a one-way ticket and have a little bit of money for the ticket back and in between just let fly what happens and you're going to go to a completely different world and you're going to connect with all these people that are doing similar things from all sides of the world you're going to have this next level fun you're going to stay in hostels possibly and meet and do all these things that like you've never experienced before and it's such a popular thing because it's so fun. Like if anyone that you spoke to has done a similar thing, it's it's just like I was saying, it's just you don't know what's around every corner, you know what I mean? And there's so many things to do and there's so many places to eat that you just find what you like doing and you just adopt your own travel style. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, like when you're young, it's the best time to do it and you're gonna like learn a lot about yourself because there's no mum and dad there. There's no friends to depend on or the kind of normal comfort that you're usually used to. And when you do face a situation, it's you that has to overcome that while you're there. And this is going to build your confidence up and this is going to help you in a lot of things in life. And starting with something like that trip may lead to a bigger trip. And then you're going to do other things. And when you go to different places around the world, you're going to learn different things. And I feel like the more you keep traveling, you just kind of realize that, hey, I really like doing this thing. And I wouldn't mind to keep doing this thing and the money that I save up. I feel like it goes a long way on the experiences rather than a materialistic thing like, a lot of the times it's like we don't know what to do with our money so we're just going to buy a real expensive car or something like that but you know after a few weeks this expensive car just becomes the normal to you you know what i mean and just you get kind of over it and that's what a material kind of thing does but with experiences and real connections and things like that you'll never ever forget them you know what i mean and that's for me like I'm not even thinking about like a house or that anymore because all I, when I hear about a house or anything like that now and a mortgage, I feel like it's just going to trap me, you know what I mean? And I don't like being stuck anywhere. I don't like having anybody tell me like, oh, you know, if you don't make these repayments now or something like that, then we're going to take it off you yeah. and things like that. And yeah. like, nah man like I don't want to live my life like that you know what I mean like for some people it might be that it is and when you got a family and things like that I get it it's different but when you're young and when you're 18 years old and people are already making you think about like you know you should start saving for a house now 
and you haven't even like done anything with your life, that house if you purchase at a young age, it's just gonna it's just gonna make you stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to have a job that has to make you make those repayments, and that might be actually committing to a job that you don't actually like. So then that cycle is gonna it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Whereas you haven't experienced anything yet. You know, we're fortunate enough in Australia to have this amazing passport where we can travel anywhere. Our wages are freaking good here as well. The money that you can make, uh, you can travel and you can see a lot of the world that many, many other people in the world would kill to have or see or have that opportunity. I feel like we can't waste it. Like We have this kind of golden ticket here and for people to even not experience it, feel like it's doing it a dishonor in a way that's a that's an awesome point that you raised there jace um i love your whole philosophy on outlook on life and it's really it's engaging i understand you've t- you took a big risk by selling everything and and going overseas with no no attachments whatsoever do you recommend people start off by just experiencing the world with a, a ticket to return and still create those lifelong memories that you had to yeah. start off with I'd say, yeah, start small because going as drastic as selling everything and doing all that before you've even left the country is a big ask for anyone. Um, doing a short trip, just getting a little, your, your feet a little bit wet. Um, being on your own, being comfortable on your own is a big one. Um, yeah, I find like a lot of my social skills was developed when I was traveling. Um, I definitely knew that if you're traveling by yourself, you have to kind of connect with other people yeah. and then you actually learn to really embrace that and you find people just like yourself that come from different parts of the world. Um, yeah, and then just like, you know, after a while having these connections, if you do travel to where they live, then you got friends for life and a bed to stay there and just let it free flow, you know? Just yeah. like let things happen naturally because I've been on trips in um, itself where everything was so structured like I knew where I was going to fly to next and there is pros and cons to that Um, but then at the same time there's times where I wish I could stay an extra two days because this person's birthday or this event was on but I had already booked my flights and I didn't want to miss out on $400 worth of flights or something like that so I would miss out that opportunity but I think having that kind of open end where you don't have any direct plan is the best plan having no plans but you uh, still got an end date yeah, yeah or awesome. even that end date like you can change like i feel like it's only what's back home that's limiting you to how long you can stay and the big trap in a lot of the companies that you work for full time is you work 11 months to have one month a year of holidays. So I've been in this cycle, being in the corporate world. So you work 11 months of the year, you work, 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 and you've got that one month off a year and like you've been looking forward to it for the whole year. You've already booked your trip and whatnot. And you go on this trip and by the time like, let's say if you booked a three-week trip or something by the time one week kicks in it's just like all right i'm just getting comfortable you know what i mean 
and then second week you're enjoying it and then that last week you're already like shit I gotta come back home soon and I gotta come back to work and it's already just like really just like throwing you off a little bit because the ratio 11 months to one month is not a really it doesn't really fly for me to be honest because I feel like life should be enjoyed at least 50-50 of course you have to work I, I understand that but to work 11 to 1 instead of like 50 to 50 is like a completely different, you know, um, ratio. And so like one month may seem like a long time, but if you're working for 11 months, that is not in comparison a long time. And I reckon that, you know, having that freedom to do it a bit longer and, and working for a job that if you leave, then, you know, when you get back, I've, when you go on your trip and that, you may not even want to go back to that company. That's the thing. So like quitting that job and doing a big trip is more ideal because when you come back, you may have a different sense of direction because you've experienced, you've seen stuff and you realize that this job that you've actually just had for money isn't really serving you because you want to connect with companies that really re- represent your com- uh, your personality and things like that. So I feel like it's going to be even really beneficial for you to go on this trip for your development, to know what you want and then come back and then make that assessment. But if you already have committed to like a job and they've told you you, ha- you have to come back on this day, it's already kind of limiting yeah. um, that process. And you, it does weigh into your holiday time. Like you said, that last week is impacted by it. Yeah. By your thought of going back to work. Great point you raised there, Drake. Give us an insight into some of the countries you've been to. Um, so I've been to... If you can remember. Off yeah, the no, I've been to <laughs> Europe a couple of times. So they've all been different trips. Yeah. Um, I, my first trip was to bali that was for a wedding and that was like my first taste of being on the road just by myself and with my friends and that was really fun yeah um second trip was kind of thailand party same kind of deal 2012 was europe with my friends for a couple months nice and that was like i was looking forward to this trip for so long like I was working in a warehouse at the time, like literally killing myself, working hard as work, just saving up every penny I could to go on this trip to Europe. And I had, I was friends with a girl that went to Europe the year before. And this was probably before, like, it was quite popular to travel. Like, I feel like lately it's definitely more easier, more um, targeted. But back then she was like one of the first few people and then, I was always interested with traveling ever since those two trips. And she was telling me like, you got to go to Europe, this, that. And I'm like, I will go to Europe and I'm going to go after I save up this money. So pretty much I and three other friends had committed to go. Um, All four of us were going to be traveling for a month. And that other extra month was just going to be me and one of the guys, the other two boys that were going to come back home. And it was strictly that first month was a party trip. Like it was the first location was Greece. So we went like Mykonos, Eos. Next was Amsterdam. And then we went to Tomorrowland next. And then after Tomorrowland, we went to Italy to do some sightseeing. 
after Italy was to Croatia sale and then to Ibiza. And I tell you, that month was pretty rushed, but it was fucking... Excuse my language. (laughs) It was crazy. It was like, holy shit, this is actually so, like... It's a full another world. It was so much fun. And I had some of these aha moments when I was overseas. I'm like, this is this is life. This is living. This is where I want my money to go. Spending time with my mates and just like having these priceless moments of just enjoying life and meeting people that are all here to have fun and people from around the world, these big festivals and partying and things like that. And that second month was pretty much free flow one. This was like the first time just like going to hostels and just like, yeah, pretty much just like making it up as we go. When we went to like the Tomato Festival, we went road tripping with these guys that we met and driving around Spain and to Lagos and to Berlin and ended up in uh, back to Amsterdam and then to London. And that was my pretty much my Europe trip which lasted about just over two months and after that I came back to back home to Melbourne and we call it PED post Europe depression (laughs) (laughs) so I'm I'm gone from the ultimate high like I've got memories I've got like so many photos and I've put together videos of just like so much good times and I'm come back pretty much broke (laughs) <laughs> and I have to go back to the warehouse and this warehouse is like soul suck I'm like I used to start at 5.15 in the morning <laughs> my alarm clock used to be at 4.20 set at 4.20 roll out of bed literally just drive in the dark and go to this warehouse and work like an absolute zombie with everyone that does not want to be there and this sucked the sucked the life out of me sucked the absolute life out of me and I'm like, I can't do this knowing that what I've had a taste out there of. And so, like, yeah, I kind of just, like, I ended up quitting that job because, like, I, I couldn't do it. Like, after just experiencing all this, I'm like, I can't be miserable when I get back here. I have to find something that I at least kind of enjoy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah, just was, like, floating around trying to find myself again. And I... um the next couple of years I was also kind of like I took a, a year off and then traveled again so then I'm still in my kind of party days still kind of just like experiencing stuff so then I'd done another Euro trip two years later and that was with friends for the most part as well and then a bit of solo traveling at the end by myself and this was the same kind of deal just like me showing my close friends all these party places and doing that whole thing again and just like you know, Tomorrowland again and Ibiza again and Greece again and all these kind of hotspots that people go to. And after that, I I was like, all right, I feel like I've clocked this kind of like party sort of thing. Now I want to just find some real kind of experiences that are going to really touch my soul as a human being. Um... And then traveling to all these like third world countries and things like that. Like I wasn't planning to go to India, um, wasn't planning to go to Egypt. Um, but after I did experience these things, man, you, you come back from a, for a new appreciation of life. Like we are so blessed to live in 
somewhere like Australia, like just to have the bare necessities and clean running water and things like that. And to see the struggle, like in somewhere like India, for example, they've got like, you know, over a billion people I'm telling you about 99% of them do not want to be in that country. If they had the opportunity to come abroad, they would take it in a heartbeat. But for them to get sponsorship and to have that money, it's just near impossible, you know what I mean? And then I feel like, yeah, just not letting this our opportunity waste. And I see it time and time again, like people just like complaining about some this, that, or that here in Australia. I'm like, man, you have no idea, man. If you go to a place like that, you would not be speaking the way you are. Like Egypt. Egypt is crazy. Cairo is just like a massive hot desert with friggin' traffic jams and like there's no shanty or quiet time there. It's just yeah. full power all the time. And I'm like, this is just normal for them. But to be removed from it, I'm like, man, I'm like, it must be hard for them to live like that, you know what I mean? But they're just used to it. And I'm like, we have the nature here. We have everything like nice going on. We have opportunity. We can go study anywhere. We can do this. Use it to your advantage, you know what I mean? We have like the power to, to do a lot of things here. But I feel like people aren't taking advantage. They're settling. They're settling for these office jobs and things like that. And deep down, I think they only know that they can give more. Like you're either going to be that like person that just settles for this job and gets your paycheck and that's going to be your life or you know deep down that you can aspire to do bigger and better things all it takes for you is to get off your ass and do it yeah. it's just laziness at the end of the day because yeah. if you really really want it you're going to get it and for me to say for my trip and that like I literally had that game plan in play just like Whatever money I'm going to save, I'm going to spend like literally 10% of what I make, sacrifice that because I know that for me, doing something like this is going to be way, 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 way more, you know, better in the long run for me than to spend it on going out drinking and doing the same shit that we've been for doing so many years, you know what I mean? Like, time to break the cycle, you know what I mean? Time to... Do something different for your own evolution of growth, for you to see things and for you to connect. And you never know where that's going to take you. But if you're in the same patterns, doing the same thing, nothing's going to change. Yeah. That's a very inspiring point you raised there, Jace. Now I understand that you're trying to live your life by, like this and you're trying to create an income that enables you to be able to travel and experience those things and not be tied down. Can you explain a little bit what you're doing here with Zella Crystals? Yeah, so while I was traveling, um, and this is the good thing about traveling, you always are inspired, you see opportunities and you see things come in play which may you know, lead to the next door opening. And while I was in India, um, I've always been a big fan of crystals, raw crystals. Um, and I was just in one of the towns one day and there was this crystal guy and I used to always come past his stand and I'm like, oh man, what do you got today? And just like show me and I used to get excited. I was a big sucker for him. And because I was traveling and I didn't know how long I was traveling for, I didn't want to um, buy a lot because I didn't want to carry around with me. 
So I would just come and ask him and he's like, look, I'm getting this order coming in soon. So because I used to go to him and I didn't want to buy something because the next day he would bring more and it would be a better looking one. So I'm like, just tell me when you get your next order, your big one, and I'll come to your house and I'll just see all of them so I can just make a choice there. So the time comes, I go to his house and um, he shows me the full range. He's got like crystals everywhere. And at that time, I'm like, far out. I'm like, I want to buy heaps of them, but I can't because I'm traveling or whatnot and it's just not going to fly, you know what I mean? It's going to be too heavy. So I chose these, like, oh, it's pretty hard, but I chose, like, five. I'm like, these are the ones that I want to get. And then he saw it in my face. Or he, yeah, he was like, I can see you really like it. He's like, um, if you want... I can give you like a, a bit of a, a wholesale price and you can ship it back to your country and you can maybe see how it goes there and possibly start a business or something along those lines. And I thought to myself, I'm like, hey, I'm like, what have I really got to lose from this situation? You know what I mean? I was more worried at the fact logistically how they were going to make it to the country and not break and all things like that. But then when opportunity comes knocking at the door, I thought back to the time in Melbourne down here, I'm like, I really haven't seen crystals like these at all. And I've always been a big fan of it. And every time I've searched for one here, it's just been really expensive or it's not what I would purchase. And I have all these amazing crystals here that I can possibly share to the people here and share the love. So I literally, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I literally chose like, 20 or so kilos worth and um, pretty much posted it back for when I got back indefinitely and then um, yeah when I eventually got back I had these two boxes of crystals waiting for me and I unpacked them and I was like in awe because I had forgotten a lot of what they look like and it just reminded me how beautiful they are because for me I've always been attracted to them and I know just as I like them, I know there are other people out there that like them just as much. So it was more behind, like, as I started the business, there was more to just the visual side of things of the crystals that really resent, um, I was really resonating with. And one of the really, uh, the big things I'm really kind of uh, drawn to with the crystals is, unlike other companies, there's a lot of, like, polished crystals so what the polished crystals are they've been like cut to a perfect size and polished so they're nice and i guess perfect let's say so you get your perfect spheres your perfect tr um, triangles and everything's just all flashing and they are found everywhere like you go to every second shop or any kind of shop like that they'll sell like tumbled stones and things like that so i didn't want anything like that i i everyone's doing it like that so i want to do something com completely opposite in their raw form yeah, and I wanted to do it in raw form. So with raw crystals, every single crystal that you get is unique. And they're different from every other one because the way Mother Nature created it, it's just literally gathered from the caves or the ground and it comes like that. So you'll never ever have two of the crystals that look the same. And they're unique. And what that resembles is just like us humans right every single one of us are different from each other we're unique we have our own attributes so we're imperfect in a lot of the ways so with crystals they have different 
shine, some different sizes, different angle, different whatever. And I know for myself, I struggled a lot when I was younger with wanting to be perfect and just, I don't want to be weird or different and I don't want to stray too far from the pack. So it was more like embracing who you are and what, um, what you look like and things like that, which is hard to grasp when you're younger because you just wish you were like these celebrities with flawless this and just taller and everything perfect. So the message that I want to put forth with the crystals is to see the beauty in imperfection. So, you know, this crystal that you get is very unique in some areas that may not even be the most perfect bit, but we embrace it and we embrace Mother Nature for you know, over the thousands of years creating this amazing piece. Why can't we do that with ourselves? Why can't we give ourselves love? You know what I mean? Like we are different and like, so what if, you know, you've got something different from other people? We're all created differently. You don't want to be the same as every other person. You know what I mean? Like what is the point? Who would want to be with someone that is just trying to copy someone else? That is not original at all. So just becoming, you know, comfortable with who you are and what you're interested in as well. And if people don't like that, then you don't need those people in your life. You know what I mean? You don't need negativity in your life. If you're trying to be a positive person and become honest with yourself and accepting with yourself, then you just got to embrace that. You know what I mean? I want my crystals to kind of resemble that as well, because I know a lot of younger people are struggling with that and you know growing up with like instagram these days it's tough you know what i mean you're comparing yourself because you don't have any followers and this person's you know doing better in this and you're always you know wishing that you were someone else and had this and that but you're perfectly fine the way you are and i feel like a lot of people just got to accept that fact and once they accept and they understand this then they can just move forward with life or else they're never going to get past that blockage, you know what I mean, of hoping that I had this and that you're good the way you are and someone else is going to be, you know, happy that you're that way, not someone else, you know? Wow, guys, that's so inspiring, mate. I love what you're doing there. Talk to us more about the benefits of the crystals. So is there, like, I know that the earth has a lot of energies in them, so these crystals are obviously containing those energies talk to us a little bit more about those yeah so with the crystals um different crystals contains different energies and that's put together with a lot of the minerals that consist of them um so with the crystals they have different attributes which you set intentions for i'd say um so some are good for anxiety and things like that and others are good for joy and i like to say like crystals depending on what mood you want to manifest, putting um, putting them and just like sitting with it and setting an intention for those crystals can, you know, help your positivity in life, just something to lean towards. Um, I know for myself, like when I do a meditation, it, it, maybe it's a little bit of placebo or, or whatnot, but like, you know, making that extra effort to like, cleanse them and take care of it and nurture it you know it can give you it a lot back um for meditation let's say i i sit with some or if i'm in a specific mood and like let's say for creativity you can just like put a crystal near your kind of 
desk or working station to be inspired to gather some and just like i feel like just any kind of addition in this area and just like the bigger pieces to create more energy in the room and that and i've always been a big believer in energies and things like that so for me like it's not hard to kind of like you know believe in this kind of stuff whereas i feel like for the everyday person it seems to be a woo-woo sort of thing yep. but each to their own you know what i mean like a lot of people they don't kind of believe in that stuff they just like a nice piece of home decor whereas other people buy these kind of crystals specifically for uh, crystal healing or whatnot so everyone's kind of different you know what i mean and different purposes but uh if you know if you can appreciate a raw crystal then i guess it appeals to you you know great case where can we shop for these crystals for listeners and interested um so my plug <laughs> uh, zala crystal so z-a-l-a-h crystals.com uh, that's the website we've now been stocking at a couple new places which has been good um yoga studio in yarraville called all for one is now stocking it um we've got a a furniture store in fitzroy called ma furniture that's stocking it so it's been great our online platform's been really good um we've been doing a few markets so it's slowly growing like considering how far it's come um i'm very very grateful because starting your your own business it's it's not going to be a walk in the park like anyone that starts out their own business it, there's going to be a lot of work because there's so many areas you got to focus on there's your branding there's your advertising there's your you know tax side of things that you got to do it, it's a it's a it's a big commitment and like a lot of people that think that it's just going to be a breeze it's 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 not like that you know what i mean you got to put the hard yards and if you want to see this thing come to life but the reward at the end of it is it's it's so rewarding at the end of it because to see it come to life and to see it flourish it's like you put that hard work in there and you've seen it and when you work for yourself on something like that it it's much much different from working to working for a big organization that will replace you in the matter of a week or two you know what i mean so building something on scratch is it's a real test of your kind of like willpower and how bad you really want it because you see time and time businesses that start up great idea but when time gets tough and the money doesn't start coming until later they give it up yeah and that's when you see when i when i see people that have started their own business i instantly know i'm like i have known what you've gone through and like you've gone through the weeds to get it to where it is and good stuff i respect that awesome jace and it must be very liberating to know that um what you are preaching is coming to life and you're bleeding passion through this so i i wish you nothing but success mate talk to us more about your bucket list now where can we for the listeners where can they find your bucket list and what's next to tick off for you um so my bucket list plug is bucketlistbanded.com um i've got 101 things on there i haven't really updated the ones that i've ticked off but i feel my next one it'll be a big one next year i really want to i really want to drink ayahuasca in peru next year (laughs) what's ayahuasca (laughs) ayahuasca is it's a ceremony facilitated by shamans that's done in the amazon yep and it's almost like a, a healing done by plants. 
Um, it's a very spiritual thing, I'd say. Um, I've had a couple of uh, really close friends that did it last year, and I've always wanted to do it, and I've always been fascinated by, I guess, alternative healing, um, especially because it's natural as well. It doesn't really catch a lot of fire or popularity in the mainstream because I guess they don't want it in there. It's a bit too woo-woo for people to comprehend sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I felt a calling and I really want to do it. So just kind of, I guess, working out would be a really good time or financially and just when I can do it. But I, I really want to do that one because I only know that these kind of experiences and that is only going to make me a better person and find out more direction in life and it's gonna yeah it's gonna put me in a different kind of better mindset maybe and just like find out a lot of things that it's gonna shine some direction because as much as we especially with this kind of medicine you may think that we've where I guess there's things that we subconsciously don't know we've discovered yet within ourselves and sometimes this kind of medicine points you to finding out what that is and for a lot of people that have a lot more it'll it'll all come out there or most of all come out there and I feel like with myself like I've come to groups that a lot of the stuff that I've done I've dealt with but I still feel like I've got a few things in there that I haven't dealt with and I would really like to see if we can find out what that is because I feel like you can definitely move forward from there because with a lot of people we are the way we are with our history that's this is the way we are like from experiences and things like that since we were younger And a lot of the times we just choose not to address these things because we don't want to go there. So our whole life we've buried these things within us. We we, we don't want to shine light at all because it's scary, it's confronting. But then it's made us build up these walls within ourselves. But I honestly believe that you can't be completely free or pure with yourself unless you've dealt with these things. And because you've built it up your whole life and you've wanted to bury it, I think finally addressing them and accepting that you've done that and moving forward from there you're not going to be able to be whole in a way you can be kind of happy and whole but deep down you know that there's something that you are sweeping under the rug a little bit and I'm all for one but like the more open I've been in the past few years of my life it's been it's been scary and confronting but I've never been happier you know what I mean like one of the biggest things is like whatever we've done in the past, whether that's our fault or other people that's done it to us, that's the past. And we got to forgive yourself and forgive maybe that person and move from there. And that way we can close that chapter and not have to always just like hate yourself for it because that's not the relationship you want with yourself. Like, I hate myself for doing things like that because I've had the relationship from that like why did I train like a big meathead at the gym I I blew my shoulder out and just like I was training like a real idiot you know what I mean and now I'm paying for it for the rest of my days now but then I'm I came to this thing I'm like why am I having this relationship with my body my amazing body has carried me 
through life so far, it is doing the best it can to help me thrive in life. And I'm going to hate my body because I train like a big egotistical maniac, you know what I mean? That's not the kind of relationship you want for your beautiful body that's doing all these amazing things and letting you experience the best of this life. So I had this thing where I'm like, I need to forgive myself for treating me like that. And what we've done in the past is in the past. And now we can move to the future. Let's work together, buddy. And let's fix our body. And let's get us back to the best shape we ever can. And having this relationship with yourself is a very sacred thing. You know what I mean? You don't want to have this, I hate myself for this. Or something I've done 10 years ago or something like that. You can't keep beating yourself up over that kind of stuff, you know what I mean, like, you gotta move forward from there, man, you're living in the past, you know, we're in the present now, we've got all this beauty around now, no point dwelling, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that, (laughs) Jace, you're looking at life in an eye that I think we all crave to look out of, and you're such an inspirational person, I'm I'm very grateful that I've met you, and you've taught me a lot in the short time that I've known you, where can we find you so people can follow your journey? Um... Yeah, Bucketless Bandit on Instagram, Um, same as Facebook. I haven't really been posting too much content lately, but I've been super inspired and I've been, um, I've got a lot of upcoming stuff that I want to do and some content that I want to be putting out because I feel like for the younger generation now, um, yeah, I just see the... I just see the struggles that they go through because I once went through that myself. Like, you think that there's no other alternatives when you've got a lot of social pressure on you. There's a lot of pressure from society being in, like, living in here. Even from your family. And it's hard because they they don't understand you a lot of the time. When they come from an older generation, they just... Their ethics are a lot different. Like... (laughs) I know for myself, like my mum, I guess she's let me be now, but when I was younger, she was like, you should be an electrician or you should do this. And like, I'm thinking like, I have no intention of being an electrician. I would be the worst electrician ever. But like when they say stuff like that, they, I know she just doesn't understand what I, like she does now, but like back in the day, she's just like, you just need a job and that's it. And that's how life Nothing was back in the day. Care. Yeah. And, I guess back in the day, that's how it was. We just need to get a trade and we need to set us up and all this kind of stuff. But with today's age and society and things like that, like, look how many jobs there are that weren't a long time ago, like being an influencer and things like that. Like Social media. Social media, like Instagram is can be such a detrimental tool for oneself. But on the other hand, it can be such a brilliant tool. You can connect with these amazing brands. You can take create content you can travel the world you can meet like-minded people tell me this job does not appeal like one of the bloody best jobs in the world other than sitting in an office job making quotas on a daily basis working for a company that you think is absolute bullshit and spending the rest of your days miserable which one would you choose? I know which one I would choose and I know which one the majority of people would choose and you'd be lying to yourself if that was your thing going to be doing this kind of job in the office and it wasn't like stimulating you in any good way, you know what I mean? But on the other hand, challenging yourself, throwing yourself out there, connecting and finding your passion, I think that's one of the biggest things because 
unless you try a lot of things, you won't know what you're really into. And as you get older, plans always change, man. The same person that you were when you're 16 isn't going to be the same person when you're 22. When you're 22 and 28, it's going to be a uh, different person. And when you're 28 and 36, it's going to be a completely different person. But it's okay. You're always changing. We're changing with society we're changing with technology we're changing with a lot of things so accept change exactly and embrace it and find what works for you there is no direct path to where anyone should be you might have to take the shortcut you might have to take the long route you might have to go press pause for a little while who knows there's no there's no answer you just gotta like experiment with yourself sometimes but just getting uncomfortable i feel like people don't like doing but I feel like in order for one to grow and to find truly a passion where they wake up every day and they really have a purpose, like that concept for me was foreign, like waking up at a job and I'm like pretty much just like hating and like things like that. I'm like, this can't really be the rest of my life. I know for myself, I've got bigger goals, ambitions, and I, I know I can do it. And now I've, I'm working pretty much three jobs at the moment. All three of these jobs I friggin' love. And it's just like, from one extreme to the other, it seems impossible, you know what I mean? But it's not. I found these things because of my experiences and getting yourself out there to find out what is it you like and doing different workshops and connecting with different people opens different doors. But if you're never, ever, ever going to get outside your little bubble, it'll never work. And that's that's a mistake people make, you know what I mean? They're just like, they just settle, man. And it's just, it's quite a shame because I know a lot of people, once they, uh, once they start like trying different things, like it just becomes like a, a little drug, man. They're just like, oh, this is good. I wonder what this is like. And then before you know it, they've got their own bucket list ticking things off as well and that's where the journey begins, you know what I mean? And there's no wrong age for that to happen. People think, oh, if I was younger, I could do it, man. Like, nah, man, you're never too old to do these kind of things, you know what I mean? Like, just start now, you know what I mean? Like, you'll be glad that you start then and years later, you'll be like, oh, shit, man. Like, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for doing that because we've come a long way and I feel like you just got to start somewhere, man. I love it, Jace. And I know a lot of people will be inspired by your story. I'll have all those avenues in the show notes for you to connect with Jason. Yeah, mate, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Matty. I had a lot of fun doing that with you. Awesome. Have a good one. <laughs> and that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than euphoria.